Welcome to St. Augustine this evening, the Mike Davis Show. Uh, we're here today. We got some great guests for you. Mm -hmm. Some repeat, some not repeat. Um, but you guys are really going to enjoy uh, who we have. Uh, a lot of great information. And then a little later on today, uh, Amanda and I are going to disclose the side <laughs> hustle of some of the 904 Now uh, personalities. Uh, discovered it this weekend while buying stuff online. So hang around for that. <laughs> All right, so I uh, want to get a couple of sponsors in real quick. Avery Kresge & Associates, they're a full-service local CPA firm with a team of skilled professionals dedicated to providing top-level service in the areas of tax compliance, planning for businesses, estates, individuals, trusts. They can also do audits and reviews and other accounting services. If you need a business valuation or a forensic an analysis and litigation support, Bill and Ken can do that. Give them a call at 904-460-0747 or online at abearkreskycpa.com. That's abearkreski Associates. They're wonderful folks, and they uh, they do a lot of really good tax work here in the, in the San Augustine. And Carmelo's Pizzeria um, and 123 Burger House. I was at 123 Burger House today, and I can confirm the oven is up and working again. So mm -hmm. if you want uh, a wood-fired pizza, you can do that at 123 Burger House. Both facilities are owned by the Tringali family, uh, longtime St. Augustine residents. They offer dine-in, takeout, and delivery through both Bite Squad and Grubhub. So if you want great pizza or you want great burgers, either one, Carmela's Pizzeria or 123 Burger House, go check them out. And our Bozard Ford Community Update, a masquerade ball, Friday, October the 13th at the Tringali Barn, will benefit the St. Francis House and Port in the Storm. So get your tickets. You can go online to find that at St. Francis House and Port in the Storm. Um, but go check them out. Yeah, cool. absolutely. All right. And I have Amanda in with me today. Hi, everybody. Say hello. You survived the weekend. I survived you the weekend, You survived yes. your children. I survived my crafting fit. I had a, fit, a crafting fit this weekend. I made so many Halloween de decorations. I did not. Yeah. Nor I have not. I ever yeah. had a crafting fit. <laughs> I know. I don't know what it was. I was recovering from surgery. I spent a lot of time watching videos while I was relaxing and recovering and then got very inspired. And Michael's and Hobby Lobby got all my money. Okay. Now that I know happens. why you're in at work today. Yeah. You spent all your money. I showed up. <laughs> right. And, and we have... Um, Sergeant Richard White with us from the mm -hmm. Salvation Army, new sergeant here in St. Augustine. Welcome to St. Augustine. Welcome. Thank you. And and we also have Kimberly here, <laughs> who has been a long time St. Augustine fixture in the Salvation Army. Pretty long. How how long? Five years. Five years. Ancient. Wow. Ancient. Almost <laughs> as historic. old as the Castilia. That's right. It's historic. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Sergeant uh, White, tell us, you, you came here, I think, from Tulsa. Yes. And... All of us in here have watched the Tulsa King, probably <laughs> except for you. I haven't watched. You haven't, oh, which is Sylvester Stallone's <laughs> latest um, show with Taylor Sheridan as the writer. But I asked you, I said, "What was Tulsa King and Tulsa? How did they? How did they do covering the city?" Yeah, I think it was spot on, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, he had it pretty good. That was hot. So he decided after he filmed the first season there, he wasn't going to come back to Oklahoma to do the second <laughs> season. I'm like, so I hope they don't film it in Florida because it turns out it's hot here too. Yeah. I, and listen, I thought he did a great job in that role. And I thought the end of it, and I'm not going to spoil it. If you could figure out the end before it happened, you're a genius. Because yeah. I thought it was a really good surprise ending. So, yeah. Yeah, we're gets a little closer. All right. There we go. All right. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was really good. So how did you end up... <laughs> When, where'd you start with the Salvation Army? Everyone has great Salvation oh Army stories. Gosh. So where did you start? 
How did you get to Tulsa and how did you get to St. Augustine? Well, my mother came to the Salvation Army as a, a young girl brought by her mother. and um, So you're a lifer. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about the Salvation Army. I've probably, from the moments I was born, shortly after that, I was at a Salvation Army. Uh, spent my teenage years at the Salvation Army, summers at summer camp. And then um, they gave me a real job once. And I was all of about 19 years old, and I was running a homeless shelter. I never even met a homeless person. But they gave me the keys, and they said, open up in the 430 and <clears throat> fix these folks dinner and you know, in the morning, send them on their way. It was a transit homeless shelter. And I, w I did that for about, I don't know, five or six months. And then the Corps officer, the Salvation Army officer, came to me and said, now, tomorrow we're going to have four federal inmates come to our place, and uh, you got to look out after them. I might have been 20. Again, <laughs> never met a homeless person. Certainly didn't know anybody had ever been to jail. But for the next seven years, I ran a pre-release program for the wow. Salvation Army. Um but I ended up out in Oklahoma, which is um, really a funny story because I had fears of Oklahoma. I lived on the, this side of the Mississippi River and grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. And um, Oklahoma was like a third world country to me. <laughs> and um, I had gone there to a Salvation Army camp um, back in the mid-90s. And I came back and I'd phoned into Tulsa again. I, they took me out to this camp in the middle of nowhere. And I thought you just described Tulsa. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. So I I said, when I got back um, home, I said, let me just say this. I was really talking to the Lord, but anybody listen, I will never, ever go to Oklahoma again on purpose. Yeah. And lo and behold, um, a Boys and Girls Club job came open with the Salvation Army and um, in 20. 10, the first cold day in that year, we uh, traveled from Louisville, Kentucky, all the way to Oklahoma and spent the next 14 years running Boys and Girls Clubs programs. Um, but then we, the Salvation Army uh, officers are, a lot of them are leaving the work right now. It's hard work. And I knew how to do that. And my wife and I said, you know, um, you, you can't find a Salvation Army officer just anywhere. They don't grow on trees. So we got in contact with the the, the folks in the army and said, we'd like to go back into full-time ministry. Mm -hmm. And um, they said, well, where do you want to go? I'm like, well, listen, I'll go anywhere. It's just really kind of crazy, but we really didn't, didn't mind. We honestly thought we were going to go to Muskogee, Oklahoma, mm -hmm. um, which is more third world country than Tulsa because you have to pass through there to get to our camp, ironically. <laughs> but um, it, it didn't work out that way. And uh, some things just didn't happen behind the scenes. And, we thought we were just going to stay in Tulsa and keep doing Boys and Girls Club work. And somebody said, well, look, you've been reaccepted to be a sergeant. You can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm like, anywhere. And my son just recently moved to Orlando. He said, well, Dad, you should come down this way. So I wrote the commander for the Florida division, and I didn't hear anything. So I was fine. I'm, I had already started packing. We unpacked. He calls, and, and uh Finally, we connected, and he said, well, I've got a place open if you'd like to go. And he said, it's in St. Augustine. And I really, I was being polite. I said, I need to think about it. You know, but I, we, my wife and I didn't think very long. Next thing I know, we're on the phone saying, yeah, we'll see you as soon as we can. <laughs> so this was in the middle of June that we moved here, and it's been wonderful. Well, we're, we're, we're glad yeah. to have you. And we, So you're third generation Salvation Army? Did I get that right? Pro yeah, at least. At least, at okay. least third generation. So is it true that th that you had a Christmas bell instead of a rattle when you were a baby? 
Probably. Probably. Just want to start that rumor. It's a good one to start. So I do have a box of bells now to this day. They're everywhere. Yeah. That that is awesome. So uh how's it been being in St. Augustine? It's this is a great place. I mean, it's first of all, it's Florida. Yep. The beach is right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Salvation Army here is good. Yeah. We have a, a, a small congregation of a lot of retired Salvation Army officers attending there. And it's just been everything that we thought it would be. Um, the Salvation Army has a problem now because I have no intentions of leaving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they move us around periodically. So we'll see what happens. Well, they, they do. Mm-hmm. And that's and, and I've worked in the, the nonprofit kind of charity world for a while. Yeah. So this is not a knock on the Salvation Army. It's we have commanders that come in that their interest is is one thing. And they're very, very involved in that. And they do yep. a very good job at You'll have another commander that'll come in. Their interest won't be anywhere near that. And they're doing good work. It's just not in the same area, in the same field. It's no, very it, it's very interesting to kind of watch that over time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you've described that perfectly. Okay. Um, my first appointment or was my second appointment, but it, I moved 20 miles from Front Royal, Virginia to Winchester, Virginia. And we were there eight years, which is like a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told Kim, I would be here 20 years. I mean, I don't, I don't have that much longer to retire myself but um i i don't see any reason to want to go anyplace else there's a lot of work to do here too yeah no there is there definitely a, and that's kind of i was talking to um one of the other nonprofit uh executive directors today and we were just discussing you know st john's county everyone looks at it and says well it's a very affluent county it's one of the more affluent counties mm-hmm. in, in um, the state of florida and it, it ranks so high in a lot of things but there's a lot of need here that people just don't miss they don't see um you've got a lot of suburban areas in the northern end they don't see some of the things that we see down here at the southern end of the county um and and i just think that the only reason that the county has done so well with with social services because the county budget on social services is not very big if you went back and looked at it it's it hasn't Gotcha. grown the way the county has grown it's the fact that we have so many good nonprofits that do so much work helping yeah. people that's the only reason that it has worked the way that it has worked over the last 20 years because the county's grown from i want to say late 80s or about 85 90,000 people in the county uh to 330 or something right now which is just an incredible growth yeah. but you just haven't seen that that social service budget grow the same way no and there's a there are a lot of homeless folks in this area Mm-hmm. Um, they and they're fairly visible. In some towns, they're they can be hidden, but here they're not very hidden. Um, but there's a lot of them, and the climate works out well for them. And mm-hmm. I think when you have people that um, are good at taking care of folks and their services available, it sort of attracts some of that. Um, so um, we we know from our social service work now that um, we recently got a, a pretty large grant to help with rent and utilities and. I was worried. I thought we were going to have to do some advertising, let folks know. Kim knew I didn't need to do that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, as soon as they started coming, um, there was more more than enough folks coming. And they're still coming. Well, if you you hit rent, right? <clears throat> so rents have skyrocketed in the last four or five yeah. years. And if you're uh, low income, low moderate income, it's incredibly difficult to meet some of these rents that, that are out there right now. I mean, I hear from our workers and, and just different people, but it, but workforce housing is a very difficult thing right now. If you're trying to get somebody from homelessness to being in a house, and one of the first things they have to do is be able to pay pay the rents. I mean, rent used to be a couple hundred dollars. That that's 
<laughs> that is long gone. In, yeah, in I think on average the other day, Kim, remember the number on average, what we're paying when we help somebody with rent. About it's, 1200 Yeah, tw about $1,200. And, yeah. and it's really not even, a, I say it's a livable place, but not what you'd think what $1,200 used to get. Mm -mm. No, no, no. It, it's, it, it, is, uh, it is striking. And I've got a lot of... Um, I've got four uh, kids that are in their their twenties. Uh, one, well, ones that are thirties, and um, but watching them deal with the rents mm -hmm. has has been very interesting. And trying to buy houses and and all those things, and it really um, post pandemic was was not a huge help for that, right? Because mm -hmm. real estate prices skyrocketed in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one here, and it and it hasn't leveled off since. I mean, it slowed down a little bit, but it hasn't come back to something that if you're trying to be a first time home buyer, it, it's tough. Well, I think that's the other reason you really need a Salvation Army officer mm -hmm. to stay around. Like St. Augustine is now my home. Mm -hmm. St. John's County is where I live, where I'm going to shop. And, and um, you you have to get to know the community, know that kind of market, so the people that you're assisting can say, okay, you know what where to tell them to go, how to maneuver through that. And it really just takes time to build relationships, for one, but then understand that and, and the history of it. I mean, I come here and I think of the old town and, and you know, it's like, okay, if, if I'm in old town, do, do I want a bunch of homeless people hanging around there? Mm -hmm. Well, no, I don't. But the city has to wrestle with that. And, you know, we're part of helping them figure some of that out. Um, so, but I, I don't, I mean, our work here is probably very easy because this is a very benevolent county mm -hmm. and, and that helps. Like we couldn't do what we do without that. Yeah. And I've picked up on that very quickly. No, this is a, there's there's a lot of people with really big hearts in this community. Yeah, and huge, and and it, it really is amazing. So, what programs do you have going on right now? That I, mean, I know you guys ran about a year ago. So, what what's the big push pre Christmas? I know Christmas time it's ringing the bells, and you guys are out there all mm -hmm. the time, and you need help with that. And you're mm -hmm. welcome to come back and and see if you can wrangle some volunteers out of our audience whenever you yes. come back. So we'd love to have you back right before then. Okay. Too, so. Oh, we're wrangling them now. Are you right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. www.registertoring.com. Volunteers can sign up. We have over 18 public locations, four, I'm sorry, one Hobby Lobby, four Winn-Dixies, and two Walmarts. Yeah. Five five Win Dixies. We added a couple this year. So we can schedule you. You can pick. If you have trouble, you can call the office. I'll do it myself. You'll work around their schedule. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kim is very accommodating, oh, yeah. which is which is a blessing, but it it yeah. It was, it, listen, the best thing you can do is ring bells for Savage Army Christmas. Um, like everybody that lives ought to have rang at least once yeah. and they bring their kids and mm -hmm. teach them that, um, I, I have this thing that bell ringing is really not about the Salvation Army much anymore. It's almost like American Christmas tradition. Mm -hmm. Like anytime you watch a Christmas movie, you're going to see the them standing ringing. on the, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're just kind of a, we, we facilitate that, but um, we need to push. We, we're also hiring bell ringers. Like mm -hmm. some of the folks that we would help, you know, we can give them employment for five, six weeks okay. um, at $13 an hour to help them. Maybe somebody who wants an extra job, and it'll help mm -hmm. them provide a better Christmas for their family. Yeah, they just um, need a valid Florida ID yeah. and um, another, like, Social Security card. Mm -hmm. to help them get hired and 
that. Which you say that, but if you're homeless, those are the first, those are some of the two <laughs> toughest things for people to get sometimes. It, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we can help with getting a Florida ID if needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can help with uh, alleviating the cost of getting that okay. for people. We can do that. So, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, so we're going to sign up. I'm, I'm going to sign up, but my name is going to be Pete Melfi. Okay. So, okay. you'll see me signed up probably every day under Pete Melfi. And if he doesn't show up, I'm going to leave his cell phone number with you. So, just want to make sure Pete is gainfully employed over that. Now, I'm interested in um, ringing in Florida. Yeah. You know, I bring where it's cold and you're bundled up and freezing and. You know, I know it'll get a little chilly here, but it's got to be much better. I, I don't, well, I will warn you, there are some Decembers that you think are Augusts, mm-hmm. and there are some Decembers that are that I say are bone-chillingly cold because mm-hmm. we've got that, that moisture off the ocean. Yes. And it, it may not be the coldest place you've ever been, but it is the dampest place. And so I... Well, if December starts off cold, then it's going to be a warm Christmas. Okay. So if it starts out warm, then you're more likely to have a chilly Christmas. Well, I'll so. tell you this. Florida is the wettest place I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I came from the driest place <laughs> yeah. I think I've ever been. The so. other day, he was, here? he was like, does it ever stop raining? Does the moisture go away? I'm like, no. I've discovered, though, that you don't change your plans. It's going to rain, but it'll quit yeah. Yeah. generally. And, and using an umbrella is unnecessary because yeah. you're going to get just as wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say 1998, we were doing uh, a ton of construction projects, and it rained every day almost in January, February, March. And it was the wettest first quarter, I think, that we had ever had in St. John's County. And on April the 1st, it stopped raining. And in June, we had wildfires. So so it doesn't take long (laughs) to go the whole gamut. I'll just warn you that now. Uh, It's like, how can we have wildfires in June when we couldn't find a single construction site that was above water Mm -hmm. in February? Now, that would be a little odd for it to be that wet during that time. Mm Mm-hmm. Because this is generally the wetter time, right? This is it. This is uh, September is usually our wettest month. October and November tend to dry out. Mm -hmm. It's anybody's guess in December, January, February, March. And we generally get more rain in that time period. And then we get under that dry spell. And then you start praying for uh, afternoon showers without lightning um, so that you don't have the fire season. Well, another funny thing was when I was in Oklahoma, I actually lived closer to my family Mm -hmm. that lives in Louisville. Kentucky, but they would never come to visit me because they have tornadoes in Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I live really probably three hours driving time further here, but they've all been to see me already. I have another, <laughs> I have another sister coming this week. Don't worry about the hurricanes. Well, that's what I said. You know, there's yeah. hurricanes, and um, in some ways they're worse. But um, yeah, they don't care. Well, they have weeks to prepare. Yeah. Not like a tornado. You have seven seconds to get well, underneath let's the say, building. See, yeah. I, I learned my lesson the first one out. We got all geared up the other day for mm-hmm. the, the storm, and, and lo and behold, it didn't even rain that day, I, I think. Know. <laughs> I um, but but you, you, we became fairly um, amateur hacks at weather in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You became what's called weather aware, so um, the, the meteorologists say we're always spot on. Well, it's funny. Scott Adams uh, is the creator of Dilbert, and he's got a podcast. I listen to him occasionally, and he has a unique way of thinking. But he said something that replies to this conversation. He said, human beings do a really good job at avoiding slow-moving disasters. We do a really bad job at avoiding fast-moving disasters, right? So a hurricane, you know, can you say you have, you have yep. weeks to know it's coming. If you don't get out of the way, that's your fault. Mm-hmm. A tornado, you don't have a lot of time sometimes to, to, to get this is why right. you learn the weather because 
they those guys are really good. You mm-hmm. you could be a few miles one way or the other and be yeah. out of the path and be okay. So we had to learn how to maneuver through that. Mm-hmm. We, some storms were coming through. One night we were going out to eat. Mm-hmm. We stopped at the Red Robin, and they'd had the doors locked. And they said, don't you know there's a tornado coming? And I'm like, well, yeah. They said, you want to come inside? We're all in the freezer hunkered down. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, um, I don't know if you're watching the news, but that storm that you're talking about, it's gone. No, yeah. they're it in already, the freezer, Sergeant. Yeah, they weren't watching. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it wasn't close to there. But you you, you do know. like, So yeah. I have a... I got to develop a hurricane plan, but I have a tornado one. It's very simple. Be somewhere else. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) That's all you got to do. We were on a road trip. My grandparents uh, loved to take my brother and I on cross-country road trips so we could see America and get to know, you know, the country that we lived in. And so we're driving through the plains and everything's just flat. And, you know, being... Mm -hmm. Being a Florida kid, you're used to flat, but you're not used to, like, brown flat. (laughs) And just the sky was just, you could see so far because it wasn't humid. And we stopped for lunch at Hardee's, and (laughs) they're looking at us like we're crazy. And we're like, what's the problem? They're like, a tornado just came through here. Our power's out. We can't feed you. Mm. And we had all kinds of, like, picnic stuff in our vehicle. And so it was like, well... Can we at least, the AC was running, and we were like, can we at least eat in here? And they're like, yeah, if you want to make your own food. So we had a picnic inside of Hardee's because that? the tornado had knocked off all of their kitchen kitchen gear. So that's my one tornado story. So we shortly after we got here, we were driving down one coming toward town. And I saw what I thought was a funnel cloud. And I said to my wife, you know, if we're in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. I'm worried. Yeah. That's a torn- she said, no, it's not. Well, I learned later after watching the news that sir, it was a funnel cloud. Mm-hmm. Now, it yeah. didn't touch down, but mm-hmm. you learned to spot them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what else has Salvation Army got going on? Where, where are you? What events are coming up? Fundraisers? What else do you have? So right now, I know it's the last week of September, mm-hmm. but we are still in the throes of the Columbia... Uh, community harvest program and we've been doing this for years they've been doing this for years it's their 26th annual um, and so if you eat at one of the i believe seven locations but you're going to eat at the one on saint george street mm-hmm. in historic downtown saint augustine um you will get a little um selection of different organizations in town when you get your bill and if you pick the salvation army we will get five percent of your bill donated to us at no extra cost to um the customer it comes from the gonsmart family and the columbia restaurant itself Um, and every year we are rewarded in november with a bunch of gift certificates that we can use to give out to our volunteers um to uh, donors um, anyone, our you know, board members, anyone we feel fit um, to use the gift certificates. And um, they've turned out to be great, mm-hmm. a great asset for, for us. So. Yeah. And, and, the, and the Gosmar family is phenomenal, right? They, they yeah. do so much work. My in-laws are from Tampa where, where the first Columbia restaurant mm-hmm. was. They're heavily involved in that community as well. Just really, really nice people. Yeah, so, they are. Yeah. I've met um, Richard Gonsmart mm-hmm. a couple yep. times yeah. and um, filmed a video or a, a commercial inside of Columbia one, one year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. And they're, it's, I mean, great food. You have to have 1905 salad or 
you haven't been to St. Augustine and eaten at the Columbia. Yeah, <laughs> I'd agree with that. It's a good salad. Right? Oh, yeah. right? <laughs> I like it. Now, now, that's the other question. I don't know what they have for food in, in Tulsa. Probably nothing good. Corn. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. how have, you, have you had a chance to go t- uh, try some of the different restaurants? In a few, a few yeah. down on the beach. If I found the ones that I like and ones I don't. Yeah. I went to a Amici's yep. uh, this Amici's, weekend. Yep. Yeah. Um, we, we did a wedding on the beach on Saturday, mm-hmm. and they had the reception there afterwards. That was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in, in Tulsa, it's like Texas. It's barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And barbecue. And barbecue. And ribs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And barbecue. So, Have you been to either Osteen's or Schooner's yet? No. In fact, I think we were going to Schooner's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were going there one day, and they had had something um, emergency, and the family were closed. Yeah. Oh, so I no. didn't get to go, but yeah. That's really funny. I ate at Amici's three times last week, almost in a row. And I go to Osteen's every Tuesday because they have beef stew. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You got to learn. You got to learn the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. They have a whole schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sides are part of the schedule. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There. There is. Uh, there's days for purlow. There's all kinds of days yep. that they have. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this church congregation that I have, they're all retired. Mm-hmm. And basically, what we do is we have church on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then we go out and eat. Yeah. Like. We go out to eat Tuesday. We go out to eat Friday, and we go out to eat on Sunday. So three times a week, we're eating somewhere Mm -hmm. with them. So the Salvation Army will feed you. Yes, (laughs) Yes. and we have a food pantry, so we will feed everybody. You feed everybody. Yeah, and tell them a little bit about because our food pantry is better than than most I've been associated with. Like we really provide a a good box of food for folks. We do. We're expanding. Also, Um, we just got um, some money as a United Way partner to expand our food pantry. We actually have a whole room, like a little office room for our shelf-stable goods. Mm-hmm. Um, and we work with um, the Family Worship Center. We go over there on Thursdays for their hub that comes down from Feeding Northeast Florida and Jacksonville. Um, and we stock up on meats, chicken. We get a lot of lamb um, and stuff. Um, so we have frozen goods to give um, the families. And then, um, you know, stuff for infants. We get a lot of pop-top items for the homeless. If they're coming by and they just need a quick meal, we can pack them up a bag. Lots of water. Um, We are pushing for food from the community. Um, A food drive would be great anyway um, because we, I mean, we go through it really fast. We really do. I think, what did we do for food pantry? In August, we served 18 families. Um, there were 22 children and 31 adults. And seven of those 18 families were first timers to our yeah. food pantry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what you're seeing, like mm-hmm. folks who, the gas, the, with groceries going up, I mean, you know, we're having to supplement some of that. And yeah. not your traditional folks that come all the time. This is folks, like she said, never came before mm-hmm. that are working, mm-hmm. um, trying to make ends meet. Well, it's just with, with the price of gas and, and what it's gone up, the price of food and, and what it's gone up, right? Rents have all gone up. Mm-hmm. Wages have gone up some, but they haven't kept up with that kind of pace. And, no. and if, even if you're working hard and if you've got a family and you've got kids, that's a lot of food that you're trying to put on the table every mm-hmm. week. We had a lady come in shortly before school started and she had six kids. Mm-hmm. She's getting them ready for school. And um, my wife got a hold of her and they talked and, Next thing I know, I'm at Walmart with these two ladies um, for longer than I'd want to be at Walmart. Mm-hmm. I do like Walmart. But um, mm-hmm. we spent 
just under a thousand dollars on this family for mm -hmm. clothes, mm -hmm. backpacks, school supplies. It's expensive. Um, it's such a, such a blessing, and and uh, you know, and I get a little worried. It was a lot of money for one person. You know, it was definitely the right thing to do. And um, my wife's opening the mail a few days later, and she she says, "Hey, Rich, we got this check here for a thousand dollars. It says do with it however you need <laughs> to do with." And I just you know, my heart was just warm because that's the Lord moving yes. and you're doing the right thing like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but definitely a lady who, need, I don't know what she would have done, how those kids would have got ready for school without that. Well, and that really is a God moment. I mean, that that's, yes. you know, you're out there doing what you think is the right thing and you're going, well, oh my gosh, this is a thousand dollars. And at the same time, God's touching somebody else. You don't know where. And they're feeling the spirit to move and write you a thousand dollar check. And then it shows up a couple of days later. Yep. You just mm -hmm. have to have faith. Yes, yes. Yeah. absolutely. And, yeah. and you know, I, and I said this in my Sunday school class yesterday, it's like that we shouldn't be surprised by that kind of stuff. That's mm -hmm. what God does. Mm -hmm. um, but he certainly does surprise me periodically. Yeah. That mm -hmm. um, we have a very good um, case manager that we just uh, uh, hired not long ago. And um, John's been amazing. And he's the one that sees the bulk of the, the clients that we have. And shortly after I got here, I guess it was already in the works, but we received this $178,000, it was the recovery money, the ARPA money funneled through the United Way to us for the next two years to, to pay rent and utilities, mm -hmm. which is a significant help. So, you know, you can do more than just put a Band-Aid on something mm -hmm. if somebody comes in for rent. Like she said, we're paying an average of $1,200 plus we have the Florida Light and Power program where we can pay some of that. So that's separate money. Yeah, separate mm -hmm. from that. So, um, and Again, I was, you know, worried that, you know, we've got to let folks know we've got this money. And I was so I worried he that. wanted to advertise. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we can't handle these calls right now. <laughs> See, that shows <laughs> my Boys and Girls Club background. I'd been mm -hmm. out of the, this mm -hmm. for 14 years mm -hmm. doing the club stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, now remember, you don't have to do that. But we've spent really since uh, the latter part of July, um, well over close to $50,000 on rent and utilities. Yeah. In but, August alone, we spent twenty over 26000 yeah. And we've sort of portioned mm -hmm. it out so it'll last yes. those, those uh, couple of years. Um, but it's a blessing to be able to have to do that. Um, we, speaking of the Boys and Girls Club, we feed, um, we do a peanut butter and jelly Program. So every Wednesday, they we have some volunteers come in and make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because they get out of school early that day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the kids have peanut butter and jelly when they get get to the Boys and Girls Club. And we're still involved with the Dining with Dignity program, mm -hmm. yes. which I must say I'm incredibly impressed by that program. Like to think that there's a commitment by all the churches and organizations to feed those folks. Um, and I love going down there and, and I've gotten to know a few of them already a little bit. And you yeah kind of pick their brain and you find out why people are homeless here and a lot of uh, the same stories you always hear. Well, and that was uh, the Dining with Dignity um, really kind of grabbed. There were, there were various groups feeding in the plaza and the city didn't want them feeding in the sure. plaza. And so uh, Home Again mm -hmm. uh, had just gotten started saying, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work with the city. We'll find a place to do this. And uh, around that time, it, it, it got more it got bigger and, and better organized. Al Dinehart was the guy that, that really pushed this. And it went from, you know, a couple nights a week to every single night. And it was all church groups, eventually yeah. all church groups. And it was just great to watch that process of, of people picking up and, and feeding and, and prepping and doing that. And, 
uh, it was before COVID, probably a hundred people a night. Uh, and we never ask it just, if you show up, you get fed right. and now's the end of it. There's no, you know, there was a question early on, well, what if someone just decides they want to come get the free food? I'm like, well, then we just wow. serve them. Right. I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just the way this works. That's what we do. And you know that there's not too many opportunities in the service world to do that like that. Usually we were going to ask for ID. We're going to interview you and this or that, yeah. but no, show up and I'll feed you. And that's, that's probably the joy of it is that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it has been a, and, and there's been a lot of um, interesting stories I can tell you, but it's been a great program. And, uh, you know, the, the folks that run that and, and prep that and do it are just absolutely Joe, who's running it now for us. Al has kind of retired from that, does a wonderful job. I mean, really, really good. Well, and, and it runs like clockwork, even in our organization. I mean, I come in brand new and I hadn't been here very long. And lo and behold, we're going out there and, <laughs> you know, people just kind of move into place. And, uh, my job's just to hang out with the people at the tables. And <laughs> usually, I'm still talking, and they, they pick up the table and tell me it's time to go home, and I want to stay. Yeah. <laughs> when you first got to Kimberly tell you, I've got this. I'm running this branch. Just just, just be cool. It's Listen, <laughs> and it's a blessing. It's really a blessing to come into a place to have one some like Kim yeah. who has all that handled. It, it allows me to do things that I wouldn't be able to do, mm-hmm. particularly on the pastoral side of things. Because yeah. then I don't worry. And she, like, she's meticulous. <laughs> she's not going to let me forget anything. <laughs> which is yeah. good. So the Salvation Army has been very blessed yeah. to have hers with us. All right, so you, you've only been here a couple of months, but if you could like project a year or two forward, you'll be here a while. What's what's one of the things that you really want to dig into and get involved? Yeah, well, we're in the process right now of a mission planning study. Mm-hmm. So we have another session this week, this Sunday, actually. Um, and that's going to tell us, you know, are we doing the right things? Are there other things we ought to be doing? Are you in the right location? Mm-hmm. Um, or do you have the right supporters? But there. The Salvation Army has such a wide range of things we can do. Sometimes, to our detriment, we try to do everything. Mm-hmm. So we want to pinpoint what those things are. Mm-hmm. I think our place with serving the homeless in particular and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't suggest building a homeless shelter, for instance, because if you build it, they will be here. And well, don't say that. We're in the process of building one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I say. And, but see, yeah. then it's partnering. I'm very much yeah. very big on making sure that we are partnering with everybody we can to yeah. to, to do the things that we can mm-hmm. do, you know, particularly like disaster, we do that real well. Yeah. Um, but I, what I'm noticing, one, is we don't do anything much with kids right now. So we will be doing some youth programming mm-hmm. um, probably by the first of the year. We have a music background in the Salvation mm-hmm. Army, so teaching kids to play a music instrument um, and things like that. Um, I mentioned our case manager, but we really need to do some real deeper casework, I think. I think we have the ability to to dig a little deeper and say it's one thing to pay your rent for a month. That's wonderful. But what else can we do to, to see that you can pay your rent after that and that you're in the right job? Do you have a job or do you have a career? Maybe we can help you with that. Um, but those things take time. They take a little bit more people to do that. And, and again, I'm Again, the study will tell us that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, but that's kind of where I've, I've been going with it. And I also think, and you'd have the Salvation Army world, you'd understand this, but um, it, this seems to be a place where people want to retire and in the Salvation Army even. Mm-hmm. So I believe there's a ministry and service to having more Salvation Army officers when they retire 
move to this area. Now, ironically, it, it's becoming more expensive, so mm-hmm. it's a little more difficult. But ha- just having those kind of people involved with your Salvation Army, you bring that wealth of experience. Like, you know, you, right now there are seven retired officers with us. So I have that to rely on mm-hmm. to, to run things, which is incredibly helpful. So what that looks like in the future um, will be very interesting. We're also planning on a new building. Yeah. Yeah. We are probably going to be in a new location. Um, the, the one of the places right now we can't serve an on-site meal at the location we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have no storage space. Yeah, we have. We're storage just very limited. But speaking of that, my wife will be upset if I don't say this. But we, when we do Christmas, we have to sort all those toys around. Mm-hmm. We desperately need a, a small place, not in our building, where we can do that in. And we've looked around. We made some phone calls and. Um, haven't been able to come up with anything yet. Um, mm-hmm. Probably don't need how many square feet would you say? Twenty five hundred, maybe at a minimum. Minimum. Yeah, but Larger I would say would around five hundred, uh, uh, five thousand square 5, feet would probably would be. be ideal. Yes. Yeah. Um, and really, probably from mid November to the end of December. I would say all of November, all of December. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's why she's the brains of this That's, operation. I, know, I noticed that you deferred to her. Yeah, we need the whole, we need the space. They need to be able to sort all the gifts, receive the gifts, um, package the gifts, and then have the parents come and pick up the gifts. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got, let's say you have 100 families, you've got 100 people coming in in one day in eight hours to, yeah. you know, pack them up and get them out. and. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of conversations that go on that day, and you want to have the time and the space to be able to, you know, talk with people. And I'll say there's no reason that any family in this county should not have a great Christmas. So we are taking applications right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You can do it online. Mm -hmm. What's the online address? It's saangeltree.com. Um, or you can call our office mm-hmm. and we'll set you an appointment. You can come in and do an in-person. Mm-hmm. Now, we are struggling with um, interpreters. Um, we've had some calls this week. And when they call, we, we have um, problems with communication. Um, so much so that I'm going to recruit my sister um, from Kentucky. And we're going to figure out how to get her to help us interpret some of that. But um, I filled a call last week where um, we, we just couldn't. You know, do that. Now we've got an interpreter set up for our in in person interviews on October the fourteenth. Mm-hmm. That'll be on site with us. Yeah. Um, but we're working to do that, like you do it over the telephone. And I said, "Well, you're in Kentucky," and I said, "We could probably do a three way call. We can figure this out." Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying to do unique things like that. But we really are looking to serve more individuals at Christmas, particularly kids. Yeah. So they shouldn't shouldn't be any reason that they they go without. Understand the United Way here has a partnership with us where they provide uh, uh, food cards mm-hmm. for Christmas. And I've been doing that for a fun. while. Mm-hmm. Um, which when, when I found that out, I'm like, that is fabulous. Mm-hmm. But that's right. the kind of partnerships I'm talking about. We No one organization anymore can, can address all the problems that you have. No, a long time. When I got involved with the, the homeless long time ago, somebody was like, well, we just need one organization to run this. And I'm like, that to me scares me because if that one organization has a down year or a scandal or something bad happens, it, that's the only, that's it, right? You got all your that's eggs right. in one basket. And, you know, I think that the, the smaller groups um, and the nonprofits that we have here have to be more nimble and they have to be more creative because they're always working with a tight budget, right? Yeah. They don't have an unlimited budget. and But they also provide phenomenal services 
off what they have. And, and I've always felt a sense of responsibility because we're the Salvation Army. We have that name recognition, mm-hmm. international organization. And it really is up to us to be a leader in that, to draw others in and, and, and try to support them. Like, you know, there can be some territorialism in that because we all have to raise money. But at the end of the day, I, I feel like it, we have an easier job of that because we, yeah. have, we have this big organization to stand behind us. So it's those little local community groups that have been doing this forever who really, you know, you know, if we lost a percentage of our budget, we'd figure it out. Mm-hmm. Some of them lose a percentage of their budget. That's their entire budget. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel a real sense to to make sure that we support those because they're doing, like you said, they're doing absolutely fabulous work. And, and not every, I mean, there's certain groups in these nonprofits here locally that, that serve just a specific segment of that, right? If you mm-hmm. lose them, you lose that, that segment of support. So I, I think that's just really, really important. Um, come back and see us. Whenever you get closer to um, the bell ringing, uh, maybe if you mm-hmm. want to come back that week of Thanksgiving, yep. um, we'll get great. you guys back in here before then. Because uh, when does the bell ringing kick off? So um, Hobby Lobby starts November 6th. Mm-hmm. Publix starts November 25th. Okay. Walmart starts November 18th. And Winn-Dixie starts November 13th. We need to get you guys in here the end of October. Yeah. We'll bring you guys in we the can end do of that. October. That'd we'll be great. Get you guys. We have an open day. I already know that. Yes, we do. <laughs> That's great. Is it Halloween? No. Okay. No, no, no it's not Halloween. We're right. not doing a Halloween show because mm-hmm. Amanda has small children and she would like to participate in Halloween. Yeah. There and you go. Uh, the host of the show will not be here that day. Okay, so, gotcha. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So, but that week, Amanda is but looking November for guests and she would second. love yeah. that okay. you guys roll in. So, yes. Be awesome. Yeah. Perfect. I, I occasionally take a vacation. You do once in a once gr- a month, once a great month or so. Yes, I do. So, I don't know. Do a vacation now because I feel like I live in, on vacation. And when you move here, I, this yeah. is great. Like yeah. I don't have to plan what I'm gonna do for Christmas. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going yeah. to the because everybody will come. Yes, I am going yeah. to the beach on Christmas Day. Yeah, all of a sudden you're going to become the most popular relative in your family. Yes, because of where you live. It's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, it's. Well, why don't you come see me in Oklahoma? Well, you know, timing just wasn't right, but we're going to be mm-hmm. out twice this year to see you in St. Augustine. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the way it's working. Yep. No, it is. Well, um, Sergeant White, thank you for, for coming in. Bring your wife next time. I will. Um, <laughs> and uh, Kim, it's good to see you again. Thank you. I'm glad. Here. Yeah, you guys are doing a great job and, and really amazing. Um, I'll try to reach out to you when I uh, get back. I'm going to be gone for a couple of days. I think. You will be. I know. <laughs> but I'd love to sit down and talk with you about um, some of the local stuff here in town and just kind of get Great. to just give you a little my insight on it or, or some information, but sit and talk with you. Oh, I'd so love be, that. It'd be Thank awesome you. to sit and talk to you. So Thanks, awesome. Thanks right. for having us. Thank you guys yes. very much. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks. All right. Fantastic. I'm going to do a couple of reads. Yep. And then have you found the side hustle email that I, I sent did. you? Did yes, you did. see the side hustle email? It is rather obvious who's involved. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, Salomon Services. It's the premier place in St. Augustine for personal training. They specialize in both youth and adult personal training classes. They have small group strength and fitness development classes. Uh, if you have been injured, they will get you back in shape and on the court or on the field healthier. They have a state-of-the-art center with both indoor and outdoor turf areas, and all of their coaches are certified through the National Strength and Conditioning Association. 
Give them a call today, 904-461-9945 or visit their website, solomonservices.com. I will be there tomorrow. I love that place. <laughs> and also land title of America. Whether you realize it or not, when you refinance the sale or purchase of a home, there is a title company involved. Don't get stuck with some out-of-town title company who doesn't give a crap when you're faced with challenges. Stay local and choose Land Title of America. Just call or text Stephen Collins, 904-501-4481. He will text you back. He'll call you back. He's a great individual. He specializes in all types of real estate transactions. Land Title, your local title company ensuring America's land one title at a time because... Because they give a crap. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. All right, I'm minding my own business yesterday. Uh-huh. I always try to mind my own business. That's not true. Because otherwise I get involved <laughs> in craft stuff and I don't want to yes. do it. Yes. Your goal All is right. to avoid craft so stuff. So you guys are going to really enjoy this. And mm -hmm. I hope that Pete picks up on this in the morning. Yeah. Right. So I understand that uh, Troy Blevins tells you he has all these jobs. Mm -hmm. And if you ask him, even yes. if you don't ask him, he'll tell you what all the jobs mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he embellishes. <laughs> mostly. But I know nothing of this. Last night, I Darcy and I are, are looking. We got invited to a party. It's a costume party. Mm -hmm. So you had to get a certain type of costume. Well, she okay. goes through and picks out hers in like 30 <laughs> seconds. She's well, going to look amazing in anything. Of right? course. So I'm going through stuff and I'm like, well, I can't, you know, I have to have something that I, I'm reasonable and I'm okay in. Mm -hmm. So we go on to this site. We start looking through stuff. There's a lot of this glittery. This small site called stuff. Amazon. <laughs> The dark side. I went to the dark side. I yeah. didn't want to go to the dark side, but it was the easiest, quickest way to get this done. Uh -huh. So we did. But anyway, I said, well, show me what you like. And she picked something out. Mm -hmm. I kind of liked it. I said, well, let's scroll across and see the rest of the pictures. Yeah. And that is when I suddenly found out the side hustle that some people <laughs> in the 904 are working for Amazon. Yes. They are working as models for Amazon. I believe they're working for Satinor. I think it's all owned product. by Amazon. But Amanda right. is going to show you this picture. This is what okay. I came upon. And when I came upon it, I went, ah! And you're going to go, ah, too! <laughs> because that right there is Troy Blevins. Dapper Santa? That is Troy Blevins right <laughs> yeah. there. I looked at that and I thought they can alter the face all they want to and AI that, but that is Troy Blevins right that there. That is a terrible Photoshop, though. Uh, it, he is not wearing that. Wait a minute. Go one more. Go one more. Now, who does that look like? A well-shaved other 904 Now personality who never shaves in the studio. <laughs> Clay is in it with Troy on this. Yeah. If that's not a shop version of Clay, I don't know what is. Listen. Either one or two things is going on. These guys are making buku bucks mm -hmm. in all of these different outfits that this site sells. Or AI has hacked their face and they need their cut. So this dude is not wearing this costume at all. This is a terrible photo. I completely agree. <laughs> it's like, we just need some old guy. Like, yes. Let's just get a stock photo of an old guy. Yes. Um, yes, Barbara Jean, I did show... Mike, the picture of the truck that you sent. With the and, stripper writing on the back yes, of it. Yes, and he enjoyed it. I'll, I loved it. I sent it to friends of mine. <laughs> I'll pull it up so everyone can yeah, see. I sent it to some friends of mine, and all of them went, hmm, that's working hard. <laughs> that is hard that work. That is working hard. 
Yeah, but I saw the side hustle mm-hmm. and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> did, did, did our, I, I think our guest, did our guest leave his phone? Oh, uh, yes, you're, he did. You're going to have to text Kim and let her know the phone is still here. He might be outside. We'll have to get it to him in just yeah, a minute. Yeah, so. I'll text her. Yeah. This is, this is the picture that mm-hmm. Barbara Jean shared with me yeah. to share with Mike. So I'll let you watch that while I'm texting. Yes. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to do it. Yeah. You guys can see that. You can blow that up. That's hardworking. That is a very hardworking human. Yes. Let me see if I can send a text. Yeah, see if you can send a text and we'll <laughs> let him know. Somebody needs to circle back and pick up a phone. Yes. And yes. I'll probably have to leave to let them in. Yeah. But anyway, so that's, so I thought that was um, pretty interesting that all on my own, I discovered a side hustle that Clay and Troy have going on. Who knew? I know. I didn't realize Clay didn't divulge that information to me I when know. I saw him on Sunday. That explains the brand new Mercedes 500 series that he's been driving. So when you told me that you found the side hustle that yes. Troy and Clay you are immediately using went to OnlyFans. and that you <laughs> sent me an email that I needed to see. I was terrified. <laughs> and I didn't want to. You sent it to me as a link also. I did not yes. want to click that link. Yes. But just did you showing, clear the room of small children? Just showing the trust <laughs> that I have in you. I was like, okay, he's confirmed first, this is legit. First of all, the link came from me and not Troy. Yes. So that immediately <laughs> says that it, that it is child safe. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, you sent some memes. I have. <laughs> Occasionally. Yeah. Once or twice. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's not always child-friendly. Uh, it's usually a PG-13. Are. I'm going to have to go back and review <laughs> the meme history that I've sent you and see if any of them are greater than PG-13. I believe there's at least one Hillary meme that included some language. Salty? Salty. That uh, was deservedly so. Okay, so, yeah. you know, that's PG-13. You're telling me that your children have never heard salty language from you? From me? You ju- Wait a minute. We're going to start five questions. <laughs> Who in your family is responsible for teaching your children salty language? Mm. So in my family, it mm. used to be my mom. Uh-huh. Like, it, and it started with this. Yes. Uh, my children were the oldest, and, and my so my brother Todd is a year younger. His kids were next in line. Our mm-hmm. family follows the the birth order. The birth of the, order of the, the grandkids. Original siblings follows the grandkids, right? They're yep. all in that. So one day, uh, Todd's kids are talking to Todd's wife, Kristen, wonderful person. Uh-huh. And they're like, I can't believe Dee Dee says the thing she said. She said some really bad words. <laughs> well, what bad word did she said? She said stupid. She said stupid. She, or and no. it's like, oh, man. When I heard this story, all of us laughed and went, they're just going to hear the rest of the words when they get a little older. Right? <laughs> so if you wanted to know where most of that came, it was my mom yeah. was very good at those things. If you knew her, she had no problem. She was fluent in sailor. Her. She was fluent in that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right it was, on. It was, it was absolutely good. So Andy's saying it's uh, during football season with him. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Andy, you guys only have to cuss the first half. Right, Georgia usually shows up in the second half and plays. Mm-hmm. It's just the first half. Is, are you okay? My kids definitely. My kids definitely have heard uh, language because of football games. Um, what about this weekend in overtime? Any language this weekend in overtime? My dad was working, mm-hmm. and my kid, I was crafting, and I didn't have the TV on. You didn't so see it. I didn't see it. 
You I got the update. I got the update at halftime that we were ahead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but the passing game, the FSU passing game was starting to um, give the Clemson defense a run for its money. So I was like, okay, well, that's that's where I'm going to leave that until I find out how it ended. Mm-hmm. I knew that we had to have been, we had to be winning because I didn't get a text from you. I do not like to do that. If, that's, <laughs> if it's your like favorite, if team, it was like a I blowout, like to do that. I fully expected mm-hmm. to get a text from you. Yeah. Um, but since there was no like text at all, then I figured it wasn't a blowout, and so. I don't like to do that because I know some people can take that and some can't. And I'm included in that group. Yeah. There's times that it's like, I just don't want to deal with this. Yeah. Um, my uh, brother-in-law, Jason, is a huge Clemson fan and graduate of Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, I left him alone, right? Yeah. I didn't needle him at all during the game. Mm-hmm. I didn't. And, you know, towards the end of the game, uh, all the brothers got in and started, you know, kind of. Try- and yeah. I felt bad for the kicker. Yeah. Because there's a great story about the kicker for Clemson who um, was an online student. Mm-hmm. He had been the the backup kicker for four years. He didn't figure he was going to get called. He was moving on to, to real life. He had a job. He had mm-hmm. a job that he was supposed to start this this past week. Yeah. His boss said, no, I want you to to, to go kick. I'm going to be there at the game watching you. Right. Mm-hmm. He got, and he made his first one. And they showed his mom and his dad. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, his mom's crying. I mean, this kid's been waiting his whole life to be the Clemson kicker. And so one of the cruelest but funniest lines, oh, no. he misses a kick late. No. And the the color guy, Greg McElroy, uh, he was a, mm-hmm. a QB for um, Alabama, Yeah, says, wow, uh, Dabo Sweeney said this is either going to go really bad or it's going to be a, a Hollywood ending. And the other announcer says, well, the writers are on strike. <laughs> it was it was, uh, it was well timed, yeah. right? but it was just kind of like, ouch, really, yeah. ouch, the poor kid. So I hope the kid kicks another field goal. Mm-hmm. I hope he wins a game somewhere down the road. Yeah. I hope he sticks with it. You know, d- don't give up on that. I thought it was. I still thought it was a great story. Yeah, it was an absolutely amazing story. But the Knowles did win. We the only time we led in the game was, was at the overtime. end. Yes, <laughs> only time. Great. I know. So, okay. well, you know. All right. So, who in your family? I said my mom and mine. Who's in your family? That okay. Um, language? Well, it, there's the like I said, there's the occasional cuss word in the um, in the in the football games. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father-in-law was probably the one that was most likely to cuss, uh, just in general, yep. biological, family-wise. Yeah. Um, but. My dad's college best friend is like my uncle. My dad's an only child, so mm-hmm. he's the closest thing I have to an uncle. Yeah. And he uh, was full bird colonel in the Air Force. And um, they didn't... He has zero filter. Yes. And so he's the one that my kids have heard cuss the most, mm-hmm. even though they're only around him maybe twice a year. Yes. <laughs> because it's just fluent. Um, our guest did return. Yes. So do you want me to play the yeah. Salvation Army bell ringer video while I give no, him no, this No, no, no. I've got a story because I'm okay. going to tell a cussing story while you do that. All right. Are I'll you ready? Yeah. On your set. You okay, go. set. Go. All right. So I had a friend in high school, Gary, who ended up getting to go on a trip to Europe. Uh, brother Ed was one of the chaperones. Uh, Gary was always one of those guys who completely um, pushed the edge. He was hilarious. If he was your friend, if he was, if you were a teacher, he would drive you absolutely positively nuts. 
So Gary got in trouble with a couple other guys uh, on this trip. Brother Ed pulls them aside, threatening to send them back home in the middle of the trip. But Brother Ed begins to cuss. And Gary said that his dad was really good at salty language. But in the middle of being cussed out by Brother Ed, Gary said he was looking around for the notepad and the pen in the hotel room. He said some of this stuff was brilliant. And he said, I didn't want to forget it. I wanted to write it down. It was so good. He said, I'd never heard words strung together quite that way. Yeah. He was obviously furious at me, but at the same time, I was marveling at his skill. Yeah. Right. That was Gary. I mean, it just, he, like, was, he was unfazed by getting uh, yelled at. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to write it down. So it he could just profanity it down poetry. Yes, it was like, it was wonderful. Well, so my, we don't cuss in front of our kids. Yes. And we don't let our kids cuss like to an extreme amount. We don't let them say like, shut up. We don't mm-hmm. let them say, but, um, because like it started out, like I didn't want my two year old stupid allowed in your house. They didn't, we didn't let them say stupid for a while when mm-hmm. they were really little, because yes. we didn't want them to be, you know, affirming words not um tearing each other down and there's yes. no word for there's no use for stupid in a positive way when you're two and three and four and so they say stupid now so i would say this stupid thing is broken and they'd be like mom's Mom, in a bad word so um yeah they <laughs> haven't really heard all three of them haven't heard me cuss yeah my oldest has just recently heard me cuss for the first time mm-hmm. um so you know they're going to have a rude awakening when they get older. <laughs> I One of my uh, sons had something happen and he, he said he lost it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, how bad? Like like me? You lost it like me? He said, no, no, I went I went full Vernon Davis. My <laughs> yeah. grandfather, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I kind of went, I'm proud of you too. You're 20 something. Now it's time to let those go. Like, that's impressive. That's impressive. All right. Uh, other question I want to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pick any actor from a... a comedy series Mm -hmm. and you can drop them in a drama series Mm -hmm. so which actor that's a comedian and i i'm going to go first because again because you haven't heard the question Mm -hmm. so i was trying to think back Mm -hmm. which actor was a phenomenal comedic actor and you know i had don knotts had all these other guys right Mm -hmm. but the one guy that came to mind was robin williams as mork yeah right and i want to take him out of that role and i want to put him in the old school dragnet so Mork and those, Dragnet. Those two guys in Dragnet were just deadpan the entire time. For sure. I, and to put Robin Williams in there with them would have been comic. It would have been just gold. They would have Every shot him. episode. <laughs> listen, Bob, that's not how we do that. He's dancing all around. It would have been absolute gold there's that, to do that. There's that speech, that famous speech that Joe Friday gives that ends with, um, what is it? Yes. Stoned, dumb, and yeah, there's no way to go there's through. No life. way to go through life, and I could just see him like punching Robin Williams in the face, uh, just screaming those I, words. I can see Robin Williams having an absolute ball on that. Show. All right, so who do you have? So, but he has to stay in character. You get. You have till tomorrow to answer that question. Oh man, Davey's going to be in the studio, and Davey's going to answer this question too. Okay. We're going to redo this we're, question We're tomorrow. done. Yeah, because we're done. That's the end of the show. Thank you to the Salvation Army, yes. uh, Sergeant Richard White mm-hmm. and and Kim. Awesome, awesome group here in St. Augustine. Mm-hmm. Love to have they them do here. great work. And, and really looking forward to working with Sergeant White. 
So you guys have an amazing rest of the day. We yep. will be back tomorrow with Davey. It's my first show with Davey. I know. We announced Davey was going to be on on Tuesdays, and then you booked a thousand guests. What's that? I, I they just all booked, and they wanted Dave, <laughs> they heard Davey was going to be on, and they all wanted to be on the show with Davey. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great night. Bye.